Can it be the breeze that whispers in the trees? Ba ba boo, ba 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 boo. Oh no, it isn't the breeze. It's love in blue. <laughs> oh, you know. You know what it's going to be today on the Library of Sound, don't you? Yeah. You know, this is the theme song from the Jack Benny Show. John Scott Trotter, our own house orchestra conductor, is here playing the Jack Benny theme, Love in Bloom. And that's what we've got for you today. A great episode of the Jack Benny Show, originally broadcast May 18th, 1947. Hello, friends. I am your humble host for this edition of the Library of Sound, a Jack Benny edition of the Library of Sound. We don't feature Jack Benny too often here, but we got to correct that situation because Jack Benny had one of the very best comedy radio shows on the air. I think the Jack Benny Show and the Phil Harris Alice Faye Show were two of the very funniest radio shows on the air. So we're going to have to present for you more Jack Benny shows. I think you're going to like them all. Today we have a neat show because it not only has the great Mr. Kitzel visiting, oh, Mr. Benny, uh, but it also has the world's greatest entertainer as Jack Benny's special guest. Now, Jack Benny didn't often have great guest stars, but he does in today's show. The great Al Jolson will be joining Jack Benny on our May 18th, 1947 episode of The Jack Benny Show. Let's listen. The Jack Benny Program, presented by Lucky Strike. American. LSMFT. Lucky Strike means fine tobacco. Here's what independent tobacco experts say about the fine tobacco bought year after year by the makers of Lucky Strike. Quality tobacco. Fine, ripe smoke and leaf that makes a smooth, mild smoke. Lucian Purdom, 35 years a tobacco auctioneer, said that. Fine, mellow tobacco you can't beat for top smoking quality. Smoked like as myself for 19 years. Fred Evans, independent tobacco buyer, said that. Season after season, at market after market, independent tobacco experts like Mr. Purdom and Mr. Evans can see the makers of Lucky Strike buy that fine, that light, that naturally mild tobacco. So for your own real deep down smoking enjoyment, remember, L-S-M-F-T, Lucky Strike means fine tobacco. So smoke that smoke of fine tobacco, Lucky Strike. So round, so firm, so fully packed, so free and easy on the draw. Broadcasting from New York City, the Lucky Strike program, starring Jack Benny with Mary Livingston, Phil Harris, Rochester, Dennis Day, and filling in for little old fatty Don Wilson is yours truly, Kenny Delmar. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it has often been said that it takes brains to make money. I don't want to start an argument, but here's the star of our show, Jack Benny. Thank you, thank you. Hello again, this is Jack Benny talking, and Kenny Delmar, you can save those introductions for Fred Allen. You know, you don't have to... Kenny, Kenny, I'm talking to you. <laughs> Kenny, look at me. I'm sorry, Jack, but when I hear the name Fred Allen, I instinctively bow my head. <laughs> 
Well, Kenny, if you bow your head low enough, you might see his hooper. <laughs> Imagine making people bow to him. Of course, well, I haven't been in New York a long time. Well, Jack, the, the last time you were in New York and you met Fred Allen, you bowed. Kenny, I wasn't bowing. I just couldn't look at that face. What a homely guy. I've never seen a guy. Oh, now, wait a minute, Jack. Fred isn't so homely. He isn't, eh? Alan's face has so many wrinkles, when he gets a shave, the barber has to use a bookmark. <laughs> the only time Alan's face isn't out of place is during the baseball season. The baseball season? Yeah, with those bags under his eyes, his nose looks like it's caught between second and third. <laughs> and the rest of them should be sent to the showers. Believe me. Well, Jack, I, I didn't want to mention this, but since you're talking about Alan, I think it's only fair that I tell you something. What? Well, Fred said that you've got so much money that you have no more places to keep it. Uh-huh. So any money you make from now on, you're going to have melted down and shot into your arm. <laughs> you know, it's a good idea. It'll give me all my vitamins. M-O-N-E and Y. Hello, Jack. Oh, hello, Mary. Hi. Oh, Mary, I haven't seen you since we got off the train. Where have you been? Well, I went right from the station to New Jersey to visit my mother. Your mother, eh? Well, how is the duck-billed platypus of Plainfield? <laughs> Jack, please. I don't my... know. They told me that's a local joke here, is it? <laughs> Everybody told me if I say it, they'll scream at it. <laughs> Mama doesn't look like that. I'm sorry, ma'am. Maybe if she went to a beauty parlor, she could, you know. How's your sister, babe? I hope she's not running around with that guy she wrote you about, the undertaker. Oh, wait a minute, Jack. He's a nice fellow, and he's very sporty. He's yeah. the only undertaker in Plainfield who has a convertible hearse. <laughs> convertible hearse? That's a good idea. Get a little brown before they lower you down. <laughs> sister really picks him, doesn't she? Yeah, but Babe is thinking of giving him up because he's always got his mind on his work. What do you mean, kid? Well, <laughs> one day she went riding with him without her makeup on, and he drove her straight to the cemetery. Yeah, I bet Babe was frightened, wasn't he? You're not kidding. He almost finished the eulogy before she punched him in the nose. Well, why didn't she stop him sooner? Those are the first nice things he ever said about her. Well, is Babe still in Plainfield? Oh, no, no. She came back to New York with me. In fact, she's sitting in the audience right now. Where? Right in the third row. The girl with the marble hat. <laughs> oh, yeah. Look at what it says. Babe Livingston, please keep off the grass. <laughs> oh, by the way, Mary, I want you to meet Kenny Delmar. He's our announcer today. Kenny Delmar? Why, Jack, you took him right off the Fred Allen show. No, no, Mary, not right off the Allen show. I sprayed him first. <laughs> you know, I'd like to see Allen's face next Wednesday when he sees my name in lights at the Roxy Theater. You know, he got sick when he heard about the business we did in Chicago. Uh, Jack, I understand that it's the first time in the history of the Chicago Theater that it passed the $100,000 mark for any week. How much did you get out of it? Well, I... <laughs> I hate to brag, Kenny, I... You tell him, Mary, huh? Well, in setting the new racket, record, Jack... Racket? The new one? <laughs> Leave it in. It's good. You know, it was a new racket. <laughs> well, Start the line again, Mary. It's too good to lose. Okay. Go well, in setting the new record, Jack took in $113,000 for the week. A hundred and thirteen thousand? Yes, but of course he had to pay Phil, Rochester, Marjorie Reynolds, and the quartet. That left him 112000 <laughs> 
Yes. Then he paid his income tax, and that left him a dollar and sixty-five cents. Uh-huh. Which he owes me for doing his laundry. I would have done it myself, but I didn't want to open at the Roxy with red hands. So you see, Kenny... You know, you have to wait here a little longer than Los Angeles. I'm getting used to it now. You see, Kenny, it isn't all... Come in. Pardon the intrusion, Mr. Benny. Well, it's Mr. Kitzel. Hey, Mr. Kitzel, are you having fun here in New York? <laughs> well, where have you been? No place. You mean you're just staying in your hotel room? Who lives in hotel rooms? When I come to New York, I live with my aunt. Your aunt? Yes, Penzi Nussbaum. Oh, Mrs. Nussbaum. Uh-huh. She lives in an alley, and what neighbor she's got. On the one side lives a senator who's always talking about the South. Yeah. Next door lives a farmer who is always saying, Howdy, Bob Kiss. <laughs> and also is living there a man named Ajax Cassidy who is <coughs> not long for this world. Well, I, I hope you're comfortable at Mrs. Nussbaum. Yes, but next week, Penzi's mother is coming to live with her, so I'm moving to the YMCA. The YMCA? Yanko Mendelbaum's Cheto Amour. Oh, well, Mr. Kitzel, I hope you're enjoying your visit here. Oh, thank you, I am. And next week, I'm going to see your show when you open by the Roxy Theater. Good. You like my show? <laughs> yes, indeed. Particularly if Phil Harris is going to sing that song. Won't you come with me to Alabama? There we'll meet my dear old mammy. She's frying eggs and boiling pastrami. That's what I like about his house. Pastrami? Pastrami, yes. Mr. Kitzel, the word is hammy. Look, I just came in to say hello. Don't antagonize me. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Well, all right, Mr. Benny. I'll come to see your show. Thank you. I mean, thank you. <laughs> Got me doing it now. Goodbye, Mr. Kitzel. Goodbye. He's such a sweet little guy. I hope he has a good time here in New York. There's so many places to go... Excuse me, there's the phone. Hello? Mr. Benny? Yes? I have a long-distance call for you from Chicago. Chicago? Who's calling? The Sportsman Quartet. Oh, my quartet. Uh, put them on. Yes, sir. Here they are. Hello? <laughs> Fellas, what do you want? What's so important that you call me here in New York? <laughs> Give my regards to Broadway. Remember me to Effie Boone. Tell all the gang at 42nd Street that we will be there soon. You will be here soon. And when you go to Lindy's, please try and save a seat for me. Seat for you. So tell everyone on old Broadway to light an LSMFT. Believe me, we want to ride the subway. So round, so firm, so fully packed. Around and form and fully packed. We'd like to drive through Central Park and smoke a lucky in a hat. A lucky in the hat. And to Columbus Circle. And on a soapbox we will be shouting the praises of that cigarette. It's LSMFT. Gentlemen, your three minutes are out. Goodbye, regards Boys, to Boys, your time is up. Fellows, you'll have to hang up now. Boys! Boys! 
Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Nice of my quartet to call me from Chicago. I wonder how they got that piano in the phone booth. That I... <laughs> they must have... Okay, folks, you can wipe off that frown because here comes Harris, the toast of the town. Oh, fine, the toast of the town. Rye toast, 90 proof rye. <laughs> Say, Phil, are you having a good time here in New York? Oh, wonderful, Livy, wonderful. What a combination. Me in New York. Me, the world's greatest entertainer in the world's greatest city. Phil, how can you say such a thing? Why, ain't New York the world's greatest city? <laughs> Jack, put down that knife. We've only got one more show. All right. I guess I can stand it if you can. Ah, New York, Jackson. Gee, it's great to be back here. What it a is. city. What sights. The Empire State Building, Fifth Avenue, Central Park, and Maryland Guardia. Phil, Phil, look at Come here, soapbox head. <laughs> what a... Look at... I got news for you. LaGuardia isn't mayor of New York anymore. He's out of office. Well, how do you like that happy Chandler? First DeRocha, now LaGuardia. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Mary, you take it, will you? Okay. Say, Phil, what have you been doing in town? Seen any shows? Yeah, I went to see a show last night. It was all about Jackson. Wait a minute, Phil. A show about me? What was the name of it? Call Me Miser. That's mister Call me mister Okay, Mr. Miser All right, cut that out Okay, okay, don't get sore about it I was only... Hey Hey, ain't that Kenny Delmar? Hello, Filsy boy Hiya, Kenny Good to see you again Oh, you know Kenny? Why, certainly, son Met him last summer June, I there. <laughs> yeah, Jack It was when Phil was a guest on Fred's program Oh, I didn't know that Phil was a guest on Alan's show. He was, and very good, too. Kenny. Kenny, tell me something. Why? Did he, uh... Did he sing it? Yeah. All 50 choruses. <laughs> I thought so. How he has the nerve to come up and... Excuse me. Hello? Hello, Mr. Bailey. This is Rod, Jesse. Rochester, where have you been? I expected you to call me yesterday from Grand Central Station. I got off at 125th Street. <laughs> 125th Street? Well, you were certainly anxious to get to Harlem. Anxious? I start dragging one foot at Albany. <laughs> but Rochester, how could you get off? The train doesn't stop at 125th Street. I found that out, so I pulled the emergency cord. The emergency cord? Did that stop the train fast? Did it. The diner came in the Grand Central Station piggyback. <laughs> oh, stop that. Why is it every time we go to New York, you rush to Harlem? Well, I had to go there yesterday. It was a big holiday. Everybody was drinking toast with each other and throwing confetti out the window and dancing in the street. Gee, what holiday was it? Boys, we were having so much fun, we forgot to name it. <laughs> That's what I thought. Well, look, Rochester, we can't talk anymore because I got to do my show. Okay, goodbye. Goodbye. Oh, say, Rochester. Yes, sir. I got some more... I got some work for you to do tomorrow. I can't tomorrow. There's another holiday coming up. 
Never mind that now. I want you to go over to my hotel and press my gray suit. I'm going to wear it Wednesday when I open at the Roxy. But, boss, that gray suit doesn't give enough contact with your golden curly locks. Well, Rochester, what can I do? I don't have any other suit. I know, but you've got other hair. <laughs> Not anymore. Chicago was windier than I thought. <laughs> I'll see you at my hotel. Goodbye. Goodbye. Oh, say, boss, happy birthday. It's not my birthday. It's too late now. My friends are drinking to it. <laughs> oh, hang up. Goodbye. <laughs> that guy drives me nuts. Well, kids, let's get on with the show because, you know, Al Jolson's going to be our guest star. Well, how come he hasn't arrived yet? Well, Mary, he told me he was driving over here and there's a lot of traffic and... I don't know, maybe Al isn't a very good driver. Hey, Jackson, maybe you don't like the way Al Jolson drives, but have you ever seen the way Larry parks? <laughs> oh, my, oh, my, oh, Harris, you may not be Guy Lombardo, but you're the sweetest thing this side of heaven. <laughs> Isn't that awful? That was my last nine, uh, my last line, Mother. You can turn it off now. <laughs> Bill, come back here. If you miss another one, it's going to be your last line. <laughs> Imagine telling your mother to turn off the radio. That's terrible. Don't you worry, Jackson. Mom knows enough to turn it back on for the Fitch bandwagon. Oh, brother. Now I've heard everything. You ain't heard nothing yet. Why, it's Al. Al Jones. Say, Al, what took you so long getting here? Well, you know how it is, Jack. I drove over and there's an awful lot of traffic. Oh, yes, I remember now. And you're not such a good driver. Say, listen, maybe you don't like the way I drive. But have you ever seen the way Larry parks? Ha, ha, ha. I got a gag here. I got a gag here. <laughs> no, no, Al, turn the page. Oh. Turn the page. <laughs> Al, Phil just did that joke. What's, what's the difference? You get a million new listeners when I come on. I know, Al, I know. That's why it's nice having you on my show. Well, it's nice being with you, Jack. But, gee, Al, you've been making so many guest star appearances. I, I can't understand why you work so hard. Well, Jack, weren't you ambitious when you were my age? <laughs> Your age? Yeah. How old are you? 38. <laughs> gee, we all seem to get stuck there. <laughs> But, Al, seriously, you shouldn't work so hard. Don't you realize that life was made to be lived and enjoyed? Gee, you gotta live leisurely, enjoy the finer things in life. You shouldn't be a slave, a man to his bank account. Remember, money isn't everything. Don't applaud, folks. You might wake him up. Mary. Well, hello, you. Al, this is Mary Livingston. Hello, Al. Mary, what a beautiful name. And what a beautiful girl to go with it. Oh, Al, I didn't think you were still interested in girls. Listen, honey, baby, let me tell you something. A man never gets too old to be interested in girls. I <laughs> say that's the best news I've heard today. <laughs> Bill, please. Huh? Wait a minute. Aren't you Phil Harris? Yes, sir, that's me. How do you like that? He admits it yet. <laughs> Nothing bothers him. Now, Mary, Phil, please sit down. 
You know, Al, it's hard to think of any two fellas in show business who have as much in common as we two. You're right, Jack. And that goes for radio, vaudeville, Broadway shows, and the movies. Yeah, take movies, for instance. We both worked for Warner Brothers. Mm -hmm. You made Sonny Boy, which was nearly their first talkie. And you made The Horn Blows at Midnight, which was nearly their last one. <laughs> you like that, didn't you? <laughs> huh? Yeah, Jack, I, I mean, I mean, I apologize. I, I mean, it was one of them all recent ones. No, I mean, I mean. Yeah, I mean yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, look, oh, it's amazing, though, Al, how our careers are so closely associated. I think so. I mean, few people realize... <laughs> few people realize that you were the very first man to encourage me and help me up the ladder of success. I remember it clearly. It was in 1922. 1922. I wasn't working. You were a big-time star. And you met me and you slapped me on the back and said, Son... Don't worry, you'll make good. And then you gave me a dollar to get a meal. That was 25 years ago. How about giving it back? <laughs> well, I didn't return that dollar because I thought it was a good luck omen. And I decided to pass it on to some other poor struggling actor who might need encouragement. Well, I'm glad you didn't keep the dollar. Tell me, Jack, who'd you give it to? Well, first I had my eye on a nice young kid named Eddie Cantor. Now, he was, he was very talented. Look, I just came here to sing... Don't antagonize me. Oh. So he gave the dollar to Eddie Cantor. Well, you see, at that time, Eddie Cantor was engaged to marry a girl named Ida. But by the time I decided to give him the dollar... He had a wife and five kids. I don't know. <laughs> Only three. All right, Jack. Who did you finally give the dollar to? Well, you've heard of Bing Crosby, haven't you? Heard of him. We go around together on the same turntables. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, well, what happened with Crosby? Well, I noticed he looked hungry, so I walked up to him, slapped him on the back, and said, Kid, how about a dollar? And he gave it to me. <laughs> anyway, Al, I didn't know where to turn next. But, Jack, there were other struggling youngsters who could have used that lucky dollar. Fellas like Danny Kaye, Bob Hope, Ronald Coleman, Hugo Carmichael, <laughs> Jimmy Durante, Daryl Zanuck, Clark Gable... And Manasha Skolnick. Manasha Skolnick? Yeah, he's a star of Finkelstein's Rainbow. You know that show. Oh, oh, yeah. Well, anyway, all those actors seemed to struggle to the top without my help. And so yeah. against my finer instincts, I kept your lucky dollar. And now it'll always be with me. I know. You had it melted down and shot in your arm. Yeah. <laughs> well, Al is getting on towards the end of the program, and I was wondering, well, perhaps you'd like to sing a song. You know, folks, this kid doesn't listen to radio much. Well, then you would like to sing, eh? Well, certainly. That's why I brought my music over. Here, look at it. Well, this is a swell song. Come on, Al, let's hear it. Okay, but who'll accompany me? Phil Harris's orchestra. Give me back my music. What? Hey, wait a minute, Julie. I heard that remark, and I don't like anyone casting aspirins at my band. <laughs> that this person. For his band is aspirins. I've heard of it. Oh, yeah? Hey, listen, what's wrong with my band? What's wrong? Hoo, 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 hoo. Come on, come on. Come on, what's wrong with my band? Oh, Phil, don't be so sensitive. Well, I don't care. Everyone who comes on this program <laughs> has to insult my band, and I'm not going to stand for it anymore. I won't. Alice, I won't. I'm just not going to stand for it anymore. Gee, Al, I don't look, have Al. to stand for it. Al, you've hurt Phil's feelings. Say something nice to him. Something nice? Yeah. <laughs> Bourbon. Thanks, pal. <laughs> Bill, stop kissing him. Come on, Al. Everybody's waiting to hear you sing, huh? Okay, Jackson, stand back. 
showers may come your way. They bring the flowers that bloom in May. And if it's raining, have no regrets because. It isn't raining, rain, you know. It's raining violets. And where you see clouds upon the hills, you soon will see crowds of a daffodils. So keep on looking for a bluebird and listening for its song whenever a perilla shower come along. The April shower may come your way. They bring the flowers that bloom in May. So if it's raining, have no regrets, because it isn't raining, rain, you know, it's raining violets. And when you see clouds, when you see clouds on the hills, look, look, they're not clouds, no, no, they're crowds. They're crowds of daffodils. So keep on looking for a bluebird and listening for its song. Whenever April shower. throw the script away and have another song. Huh? Okay, Jack. What, uh... <laughs> what do you want? You made me love you. I always did. You did? Well, let's have it. Hit it, boys. Hit it. Take it. You made me love you. I didn't want to do it. I didn't want to do it. You made me want to. And all the time you knew it. I guess you always knew it. You made me happy sometimes. Or you made me sad. But there were times, baby. Oh, you dog. You made me cry for 
I didn't want to tell you. I didn't want to tell you. I want some love. That's true. You know I do. Indeed I do. Yes, I do. Gimme, 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 gimme what I cry for. You know you got the kind of kisses that I'd die for. You know you made me love you all. Jack will be back in just a minute, but first, here is Basil Risedale. Lucky Strike means fine tobacco. Lucky Strike. So round, so firm, so fully packed, so free and easy on the draw. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank Kenny Delmar and Al Jolson for appearing on my program tonight. Al, you sang great, and thanks very much. Thanks, Jack, but how about my check? Look, you just came over to sing Don't Antagonize Me. <laughs> you know? Ladies and gentlemen, on Wednesday, we'll be opening at the Roxy Theater here in New York. Next Sunday will be our last broadcast of the season when Dennis Day will be back with us and our guest star will be America's greatest pause for station identification, Fred Allen. <laughs> Say, Jolie, will you excuse me a minute? I promised I'd drop in next door on the Phil Harris program. They might need me over there. Jack, they need you like a moose needs a hat rack. <laughs> hey, you heard that on my program. No, some fella named Norman Krasner told it to me. Oh, yes, yes, he loves it. Good night. Good night, Jack. <laughs> This is NBC, the National Broadcasting Company. There you have it, friends. From May 18th, 1947, The Jack Benny Show with Jack's great guest, Al Jolson and the whole Jack Benny crew. What a fantastic show the Jack Benny show was. We hope you enjoyed it as much as I did and we all did presenting it to you here on the Library of Sound. Join us again next time for more Library of Sound programs. Like I always say, you never can tell what you're going to find on the Library of Sound. One thing though, it'll be great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, friends, I, I don't like to overpromise, you know, but I, I, I think it is great. Well, friends, that'll do it for today. I am your humble host for Sounds Like Radio and the Library of Sound. Until next time, I am me saying so long for now. Thanks for listening. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody.